At 1 p.m. HST, I know where I will be. Ukulele Underground Podcast for you and me. Aldrin and Erin and Kahai. And maybe Magic Mike or a guest on the fly. Ukulele Underground Podcast. Now here's the guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele Underground Podcast. My name is Aldrin, joined by Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? All right, guys. Special day today. Because, look, look, <laughs> we, we have had Magic Mike on this show. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to list down this show's accolades so far. And it just keeps getting better. Then we've had Jake Shimabukuro. No, no, no. We had Andrew Molina. Yeah. And, oh. and, and, and then, it's like we got to do Jake. And then Jake Shimabukuro that has, has, has been here. And now we have Craig and... And then we had a guest right before that, after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was our recent guest? Uh... <laughs> oh, wait. Daniel and Daniel yeah, and Mark. It's like Daniel, yeah, and, Daniel Mark. and Mark. And now we have Craig and Sarah. Welcome. Welcome Ooh. to the show. Craig and Sarah. Yay. So, did you get my awesome intro, Kahai, in there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's awesome. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Craig and Sarah, let's get right into it. Uh, this past weekend was the Ukulele Festival of Hawaii, and you guys are the new, you know, leaders, new... Uh, 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 what is your official title? See, we want to... We, yeah, we've been deliberating, like, what... Of the universe. <laughs> yeah, what is your official title over at Ukulele Festival of Hawaii now? Honestly, I don't think we even know what our official title is <laughs> because yeah, because we've we've been called a variety of different things. That's why. So like mm-hmm. initially, it's been organizer. Then we've also been called producers, yeah. and we actually are mm-hmm. doing both of those things or did yeah. both of those things just now. You know, as you know, Craig was saying. You know, we starting what was it January? We started planning and prepping because we had to start from scratch as far as like building an online presence because we knew right away it was all going to be virtual. Uh, just because mm-hmm. you just didn't want a chance having something at the park. Uh, so we had three mini events that led up to the big day um, once a month since, what was it, April, Craig? So yeah. it, it was planning four different events yeah. in the time of seven months. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, but I mean, it, but it, it really, like, everything that was shown was I either had to record and edit yes. or I had to go through historical footage and, like, Edit. dial in and edit and, and wow, cut out okay. all the crazy yeah. audio issues work on the transitions mm-hmm. and for the live streams it was just sarah and i that was i mean that was the main crew that were handling mm-hmm. you know emceeing yes. and camera work and switching and the, oh my gosh yes for the main festival at least we had <laughs> a sound engineer that was amazing yes and jackson was awesome andrew katakis was on a separate camera as well so we worked yeah. hand in hand on that but oh great not only did we have to do that in that seven month period but this is also in the middle of a pandemic. So like <laughs> yeah. it was so much trickier than I mean, nothing. Hopefully no one has to go through that again. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, but it was intense. Mm. It was so over the top, ridiculous. Once we kind of laid everything out, <laughs> but we, it just, it, it was for us, it was about saving the festival in the sense to make sure it survived and mm-hmm. stayed relevant. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we created, so many different new ways of fundraising to help and and mm-hmm. we were trying to balance that and balance you know our students with artist works that kind of thing too i mean it was just mm-hmm. you know really honestly yesterday was probably the first good night of sleep we've had in, in since february <laughs> yeah it's been intense Oof. like it's been fun yeah. and it, you know mm-hmm. the 
that Craig and I do enjoy problem solving, and there have been all kinds of mm. fun problems to solve. Uh, with each, <laughs> fun, with each, air quotes, fun, fun yes, quotes. Yes, with, with each event, right? But because yeah. at first, when we first started, we were told you can only have five people in a room. Yeah. So that's why the mm. very first one, the local spotlight, like it really was just Craig and I running everything, plus having, mm. I think we had two volunteers yeah. and then mm the artist and then that was it then we had to have people like leave the room and stuff in order to be able to have mm -hmm. uh and then i think the next time we could have 10 people in the room Ooh! Mm. so that was the workshop <laughs> day uh the workshop one that was in may and then uh the uh june one was the international spotlight that one actually i think was one of my like out of the three mini events that one was just really special getting to see all of the different countries people like come out and support and i loved seeing just like the chat fill up with like canadian flags when like their artists were on <laughs> or the cool. brazil flags when like their artists were on screen yeah. or the clubs and it was so cool seeing that you know that pride and the ukulele linking everyone together yeah. and that music you know speaks in every language and to me the international event was so special get in you know the keikis from all over the world and the ukulele clubs from all over the yeah. world that was so cool and all of it culminated to what we had on sunday which was just it was really magical on sunday and being able to have a larger crew was nice it still was small it mm -hmm. was still only i think we had six volunteers total and then Craig and I <laughs> and uh, Jake and Herb were MCs and then Roy came mm -hmm. at midday and started MCing. And, it, you know, we had uh, a very kind of strict uh, rules as far as like who could be in the room and, you know, the way that we were moving people in and out, trying to be as safe as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of, like, you know, a lot of challenges, but it was really, it was incredibly beautiful and magical day even though we couldn't be at the park i felt like we actually brought you a little bit of that feeling that you would have had at the park um nice. as far yeah, as definitely. just like that love and this yeah the, that aloha spirit it was really it was very present and it was a whole lot of fun yeah so you uh craig you said that you were you looked through all the historical footage and stuff and and putting that all in there it's like a what five hour show six hour show that like the ukulele festival well, and it's not just this though. Like there was also historical mm. footage in the workshop day and in the mm. uh, the international one, right, Craig? Yeah. He did a lot. Yeah, and I mean it's been it's like the fifty first annual, so that's like fifty years of footage that you had to sift through. Well, they had I a mean, lot of things that were yeah. curated, which was nice. Um, and so I okay, kind of okay, okay. put things together from there to kind of create at least a, a, a mm. program in that sense. So. Yeah. Mm. What was the oldest footage that that you uh, that you put up there? Oh man, the eighties? No, there's stuff in the seventies. Yeah, oh remember? right, there was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it was just to me, it it made it more special as well. Looking back and like seeing how this incredible legacy has inspired so many people. That's why even more so, we were like, okay, yeah, we're not gonna sleep this week, but at least we can yeah. <laughs> keep pushing <laughs> forward with this because we see the importance mm -hmm. of it and yeah. They already had to cancel last year, so I they they're saying that if if they couldn't figure something out this year, that might have been it. Um, mm -hmm. So we're just glad we could we could at least for this year at least you know really keep the the momentum going and 
I, I think yeah, we did awesome. a great job of showcasing to a lot of people for the first time what that ukulele festival is all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because for so long it's been kind of like a destination, you know, mm, uh, yeah. kind of thing for people to go to Hawaii and experience that. So it was really special for for everyone to <clears throat> to be able to experience that online. So like, yeah. I guess <clears throat> when one door closes, another door opens, and this is just like a window to like what you know what the ukulele festival is all about, what the feeling mm-hmm. is, like you said, the aloha, the spirit, the uh, you know the the vibe that you know the that you get from attending the ukulele festival. It was very much alive, like even though it was just like a, a live stream online, but just feeling the presence and like I was on the chat on YouTube and just like yeah. just talking with all the all the people that were watching along it was really cool it was kind of like you know going to the festival and hanging out with my friends and like yeah. oh man Cynthia's next or whatever oh look Ava's singing you know like it was it was really cool because I had like yeah. I had the yeah. chat going on and I had like <laughs> three different like message group texts that that was happening at the same time it was really yeah. fun it was kind of like hanging out with my friends at the festival so thank you thank you thank you for not just you know <clears throat> creating that you know that that atmosphere online but saving and and preserving and, and continuing the legacy of ukulele festival of hawaii you know thank you thank you guys so much because uh-huh. it really means a lot to you know to uh ukulele players around the world especially ukulele players that have you know that have watched the thing for generations like i've you know like i said in the in the promo like it was actually a dream of mine to be on there i've uh, i've watched that thing since i was little and um you know and, and always wanted to go i've like i've ukulele underground started at the ukulele festival hawaii like we <laughs> we um me and Aaron went around with like our, uh, you know, with, with our camera. It was just like interviewing people, like for a little website and stuff. Like that's yeah. how or I, it was before uh, Ukulele Underground, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was for IamHawaii.com. Yeah. So it even predates uh, Ukulele Underground. Yeah. Like, so some of that footage was like from, from that. I met Joe yeah. Souza, you know, uh, at the Ukulele Festival, and now you know we work closely together for, uh, you know, for, for for ukuleles and just just everything in general. It's been. It, it really is a magical place and and thank you thank you thank you so much for you know for oh. keeping it going that means well, a lot for, to ukulele well, thank players. you guys for being a part of it this year too yes. that was really fun it's it awesome thank you it was fun i do want to share though that like when when the festival was first uh passed to us you were the first phone call we made actually oh, nice <laughs> yeah it was like nice. I, a couple of days thank later you. it was like we asked like can we can we start booking already? And they like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And it's like our first call. Thank you. So, thank you for nice. Yeah, I think seriously, it means it means a lot to me. Like, uh, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things that like I'm you know I wanted to represent not just like Hawaii but Kauai like my my you know my home yeah. and stuff. And uh, I've always wanted to see somebody from Kauai like just go up there and represent like ukulele wise and stuff. So it was, yeah. I, I know I'm probably wasn't the first one to do it, but I haven't seen one in a while. So it was. It's it's been nice to kind of represent you know from from this place and I've uh, Roy has done ukulele festivals in the like in the other islands as well oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. and I've represented for that but never at the uh, the Kapilani Park that's like that's like the Super Bowl man I just played the Super yeah. Bowl thanks you guys <laughs> so thank you you guys are not in charge of the ukulele Super Bowl <laughs> no pressure <laughs> yeah so. <clears throat> We're gonna Tarantino this, okay? So we showed what just happened this past weekend, and now we're gonna go back and uh, and see where it all started, okay? So, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start with Craig because we met Craig. Yeah, uh, we met Craig first. Actually, 
We met Sarah first. Well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll that talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, Ooh, <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about that later. So, uh, even Craig didn't know. Yeah, yeah, Craig didn't know that. We met Sarah first. Oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about that. Okay. So, all the <laughs> way back. All the, so, we're going back even further, <laughs> I guess. Like this was 2007. Oh, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2007. Was it eight? Yeah. I think eight was eight. Okay, first. 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were in San Diego and we played yeah. at uh, what, what was that place called? Like, it was it like was a, a, coffee like a shop. restaurant. Yeah, it's not a restaurant. Coffee shop restaurant in Mira Mesa. <clears throat> yeah, in Mira Mesa. And like there's there's a bunch of people that came out and we were jabbing and stuff. And then uh, we took this one huge group picture with everyone. Yeah. And Miss Sarah myself was actually one of the people in that yeah. in that group photo. And I don't oh do, do you I don't do you I don't it? actually know the backstory. I might of it. I no. might have it. I might have that. <laughs> but she was like she she came down to uh, to an ukulele on the ground meetup to uh yeah, it was that and, was the, that was the first tour that we ever did. Yeah, it's the first tour we ever did. Yeah. So oh, wow. We didn't even know people were gonna show up. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah. Is, I guess we could do like a coffee shop or something. You know, maybe like yeah. five people. All five of them will be entertained yeah. and stuff. There were a was, lot of people because I remember you cool. played Breezin too, and I had never, mm. I hadn't ever heard anybody do that on ukulele, and I was just like, oh my god. Oh, right on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, so so Sarah, like. How, like how 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 did you even find out about this yeah, thing? Yeah, about the girl. We weren't like how we are now. We how, were super how were you at that then. event? Yeah. So the ukulele club that I was a part of in Encinitas, like I guess mm. that there were several people who were members of ukulele underground super early on, and it was actually uh -huh. my my teacher was like, oh oh you've got to go. All oh, dreams amazing. Come with me, and he's the one that brought me. <laughs> Frank Leong brought me to go oh, see you guys. Oh, yeah. Frank, yeah, awesome. Yep. yep. Oh, so that's, that's how that's I ended up there. That's new details. Of this. <laughs> yeah. We need to add this to the lore. Is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. So that was awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, it was. It, I, I think you were the one who told me that. You're like, I was there at the thing, and I'm like, really? So I, I yep. took a look at all the pictures and stuff. So yeah. maybe I'll, I'll I'll check it out. Don't I have yeah. that group picture. We have to add it to like the picture of Craig yeah. that we have back oh, yeah. there. We have that... tons of pictures of Craig yeah. back here. Oh yeah, yes. right back there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so we, we gotta we gotta go back even further because oh, yeah. oh, let's go. Craig. Let's go. Let's take another time machine. Let's go all the way back because yes. Craig. So oh, the three gosh. founding fathers of Ukulele Underground is myself, Aaron Nakamura, and Ryan Isaki. Ryan Isaki went to Pacific University in in Oregon. Yeah. And Craig, what what uh, where, where did you go? Ducks. University of of Oregon. Okay, so you were you were uh, partying it up with Ryan Asaki over in Oregon, and uh, and we have a picture right yeah. there. I think Ryan's cousin may have gone there, right? Yeah, or something like that. Mm, yeah. And so for some reason, Ryan went there mm. to hang out with his cousin. <laughs> And so we, yeah, <laughs> we have a picture. Some, randomly, Ryan still had this picture, yeah, and Craig in is wall. in it. <laughs> so we, we got a. Our gotta roots run deep, man. Yeah. This, is, this friendship yes. has been going on for a long time. <laughs> so awesome. So okay. So fast forward a little bit. Um, we go to the Eugene Ukulele Festival, which is like. Like Craig Chi's stomping grounds. That's like, you know, it's it's Chi Town, really. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> like that because we came in and like and I think the first thing that we we went to was like uh it was this brewery and, and Craig was playing with his band and he was like playing all these Kyle Crater Boy songs. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get a drink and I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> this guy's this guy is singing some 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 tunes man <laughs> and it was cool and after that craig introduced himself and we we're hanging out and next you know next thing you know we we're just like 
we're like good friends. Yeah, <laughs> like really, Insta that's friends. how it started. It's the friends. Like you play you, I play you. You like Kyle Crater Boys? I love Kyle Crater Boys. Do you do you know Jake too? Oh, I love Jake. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. that, and and ever well, since let's, then, let's hear Craig's side of the yeah, story. Yeah. So what's your side of the story, Craig? So my side of the story was for me at that point. I was already kind of doing a lot of the Pacific Northwest ukulele festivals and events, right? And mm-hmm. Um, I was so excited to hear that another person from Hawaii was actually going to come up because, as you know, there's there, there's not actually many people from Hawaii on that circuit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, and, and and a lot of that has to do with the cost of flying people up and all that kind of right. stuff. But so to me, that that already I was like, oh, that's super exciting. And then hearing you play was super. It was like super comfortable, but at the same time, something new. You know what I mean? Like you were pushing the boundaries of, of what was out there at the time, but at, at the same time, kind of honing a, a lot of your influences in that sense, right? And and mm-hmm. it was just fantastic. And I remember the day after, I took you guys to a barcade, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes. Let's talk was, more about this barcade. That, <laughs> that was so much fun. But, you brought this up. <laughs> and and no. I remember, um, you know, and, and I was so, because at the time too, like I was starting to get into more photography mm. and video work. Mm. And I I didn't, you know, again, I, I didn't know what UU was at the time, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. I was just so focused on what I was doing there. And, and YouTube and stuff wasn't like the big thing it was like it is today, right? Um, mm-hmm. And watching, and you guys invited me out to, to do, I think, one of your Uke Minutes thing. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The gold uh, w- Watching, the gold yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and I was, I was watching you guys work. I'm like, that is awesome. That's like stuff I want to do. I want to be able to combine like my my media side with the ukulele side. And mm-hmm. to me, that was like a super pivotal moment in my career. Uh, because yes, I could. I, I I did some fun like random music video stuff with my band and everything. <laughs> but um. But seeing you guys utilize it for the teaching side, especially, mm-hmm. that was something that I've always kind of thought about, but haven't really mm-hmm. put a lot of investment into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so watching you guys work on and off stage was incredible. Uh, and that definitely has inspired, you know, not only myself, but so many people to kind of push out in that direction. You guys really did pave the way. For so many people, I mean, you got, people don't realize how far back you guys have been doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it's uh, it, it was really lucky for us to to kind of run into Craig at the uh, the Eugene Fest because the following year, like we were staying at your place, like that the following year, mm. and I think the following year, or was it the first year that we went we, when we asked him to do the boot camp? So, did you do the boot camp year one or year two? I feel like year two, huh? Okay, yeah. So by so. by year two, we had asked Craig to be part of UU Plus. So UU Plus, uh, we were you know we were doing the series with Craig. We're like uh, either it wasn't bridging the gap. I think it was boot camp. It was mm. either yeah, <clears throat> and um, and I was like, man, this guy is this guy's awesome. Not only can he like jam songs and sing and stuff, he's also a great teacher. So I think uh, a little after year two, that's when we did the uh, we were planning. Let's let's go on a tour. Let's let's you know like. The world needs to hear about Craig Chi. <laughs> this is like some well-kept secret that that old that Eugene was hogging, you know, like for, all for themselves. And I was like, 
let's 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 bring them out so you know or like hey craig we'd love for you to tour with us but you got to prove yourself you got to prove yourself you got to <laughs> prove yourself worthy of touring with the ukulele on the ground crew and we yeah. and through some rigorous like street fighter tests <laughs> we <laughs> we did a head-to-head street fighter two games battle wow. and and craig came out 11 to 9 out of 20 games 10 games in one uh, no, 10 matches on one game and 10 matches in the other game i just it was 11 one. to 9 yeah. <laughs> and you got it and you got it and we're like okay you know i'm a man of my hey. word i concede let's go let's plan out this tour and it was uh, it was fun did you uh, when where did you join us on that on that tour because it was just west coast and when we I went all the way you up. at the watkins Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Shop, yeah. The strum shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then um, Roseville. We we went to Roseville. Mm. That was. And yeah. then we that drove was... back up to uh, up to Oregon. Yeah. After that, right? But it was pretty cool because after the uh, the after Roseville, when we went to play at the Silvas the uh, the next night or the mm. night after, that's when we ran into uh, to to Ricky and uh, the guy from oh, Pixar. Yes, and we went to amazing. Pixar together. Oh that man, was that was. I was like, Craig, you get to go to Pixar with us. <laughs> like, that's pretty awesome. The whole time, I'm just like silent. I'm just like, don't say anything. Just, just, just follow along. This is amazing and incredible. Oh, oh my gosh, that was yeah. that was awesome. Well, you know, like just touring with us for the first time and kind of like, uh, you know, seeing, like, like you said, seeing how we work on and off stage mm-hmm. and how we did like, um, you know, like the, the seminars and stuff, because you had your own style and you had kind of your own ways of, uh, of performing and teaching and whatnot. Tell us about your time when you uh, when you first toured with us and how, how was that? Like I was being on stage and teaching in front of like different people now. <laughs> what I what I appreciate about that tour was how much of the back end work still needed to to happen like like Mm -hmm. it's not you know a lot of people when they see oh you're making a living playing ukulele that's so easy that's so fun and and (laughs) oh my gosh that's just like a lot more work that goes into yeah and and you know we sarah and i always talk about how like Mm. playing the actual instrument and performing is a very Mm. tiny tiny part of the the business in that sense and yeah it's like 10 percent yeah unfortunately that's just how it is i mean pretty much yes i mean i mean that's the sad thing about like you have these some of the best musicians on the world in the world that that don't get any kind of uh chance to to push out further just because there's no business sense or there's no there's no yeah. opportunities for them to mm-hmm. to have that part down so having that balance and and find you know that that trip especially really showcased to me like i gotta work harder and don't mm-hmm. take things for granted and yes it can still be fun but it that's mm-hmm. if you can put in the work and, and get to that mm-hmm. point so that that was a, that was huge uh, in that sense mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the things that, you know, that, uh, that you kind of adapted from that tour that you, you know, that you didn't do then that you started doing? Like, I think I really, I mean, you sold CDs and, and merch and stuff, but like, what would, what would you do that was different? I, what well, the things that, that I picked up from, from watching you work too, was that you didn't have to, tr- don't try to teach too much in the sense of, mm you could do a couple things really really well and have the best time and that would stick with people more than trying to do 30 million things yeah. and, and and i yeah. I'll, i have to think i think at the time i was always trying to do too much like i was always scared mm. 
that I wasn't providing enough content for for workshops and stuff. So mm -hmm. I would try to give them everything. Yeah. But that uh -huh. that I think that you, you you know you did your core thing so well. It didn't have to be a million of those. You know, and that 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 was. You know, and again, you, you don't know until you know, you know, and, and looking at, at how everyone teaches mm -hmm. differently, how everyone learns differently. But that yeah. to me was always something I enjoyed was was being versatile enough to kind of change things up, depending on who's in the audience and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think uh, that, oh, you know, I think too, with Aaron always there and, and starting to, I don't think he was doing a ton of recording for the workshops yet. But mm -hmm. I think over time, like that, that, also ignited the spark of like me doing follow-up material videos for yeah workshops yeah. And, and things like that because mm -hmm. then people could just be relaxed in the workshop itself and not try to memorize mm -hmm. and master everything yeah. that yeah. you know they're doing and I, again i think a lot of the pacing i learned a lot from you guys in that sense and just mm -hmm. watching that the difference in that yeah, it's one of the things that I've noticed. I mean, I've been, I mean, we've, we've all been to like a bunch of different festivals all around the mm -hmm. world and stuff. Some of them are two days, three days, you know, multiple days festival. And like, and they pack like every hour of the day with like, here's, here's learn this, learn that, mm -hmm. learn this. And the thing is, as an ukulele fan, like you don't want to not go because it's like, yeah. okay, well, Lenny's teaching here or yeah. James Hill is teaching right. there or whatever's teaching this. So I can't like, I can't breathe. I can't take a break. But my yeah. mind can only take so much beatings yeah. in a day, you know? Like, yeah. but, <laughs> so that's kind of how, how I approached it. I'm just like, well, just like uh, I think it was um, it was Fred M Mew Mui Mui Fred Mui that that told me because his dad used to do um, you know uh, I think he was like a conga player and he used to do some uh, some seminars back in the day but he said that like if they go home with like one thing then you've done your job and I'm just like okay well I'll just teach him one thing <laughs> then I'll just do that I'll just teach him one thing no but it all kind of stepped from that so Fred actually you know gave me some great advice in the beginning because it's from his dad and I was like I don't know how to do this like I was you know uh, i was there in 2008 you know thank thank christ that that uh that sarah only went to the performance and not the uh, workshop that i was putting on <laughs> i didn't know what the heck i was doing at, you know in 2008 because <laughs> um <clears throat> i was still we were still all trying to figure it out so it was uh, it was cool to have you know to have craig that's the first time we ever i think one of the only times we really toured with anybody like because usually we just kind of meet people along the way and stuff but never like was in a car with people and you know yeah. like craig uh, was our driver yeah he was a driver, right? so, <laughs> a driver. he paid his dues yeah he paid his dues <laughs> man he like he like trekked through snow and uh, it was it was it was fun man it was it was a lot of fun the best burritos by your house. Oh, was, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it that bad. Those burritos were too good. Let's just say it's too good. <laughs> so let's uh, so craig starts like starts to kind of work with us and stuff and um and you came down to Kauai. i think we filmed some stuff like here on Kauai as well mm -hmm. uh so we've been we've been friends for a while and then like i think we we did nam like together like you know we uh we also got uh, did we get into did we, did we get you into them or did you get into them from someone else and the first year that you were there i think i went with um mike <clears throat> oh with this with a uh, oh, oh yeah the silver oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay 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 but it's like it wasn't it wasn't De Silva, it was a takumi yeah 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 oh yeah yeah because oh, okay yeah. okay okay Big, and and i I bring that up because that's like where you met Sarah. So now Sarah comes yeah. in the picture. That's where, that's where you met Sarah. So how'd you meet? How'd you guys meet? I, I'm I'm sure you guys have told this before, but 
Not our audience. No, so, you know, pretty much it was like she just wouldn't leave me alone. I, I kept like seeing her at festivals <laughs> and and she just kept following me and, and you know I'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, I said I, I said the same thing about Aaron. I'm like, why is this guy following me with a camera? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that we had business together. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you guys met it now. Huh. Yeah, so it's like long story yeah. short, we mm. uh, we met through Mike Da Silva actually. Mm -hmm. So because he was making us both instruments at the time, I was looking this and this part is true. I was looking for uh, a G string that was unwound, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Craig actually had one uh, a low G that I like. He actually sent me a set of strings. I think he was actually here in Hawaii visiting family, and he sent me a set of strings. It was really nice of him. And then we met up at Nam, and it's funny we both. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like love at first sight at all. Like it was just mm -hmm. like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Great. Okay, sweet. You know, you're a nice person. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, whatever. And we hung out and it was fun. But mm -hmm. then we kept getting hired at all of these same festivals together. And Craig, <laughs> of course, being the guy that he is, like to collaborate with like all the people. So he says, oh, I see that we're going to be at the, you know, these three festivals. Why don't we, you know, do a couple songs together? So we kind of plan that mm -hmm. out so that at those events we play together. And it's just, it was really fun working together. And I think we were working together for a year, I think, before we finally started dating. I think even more than that, maybe. You think it, I don't remember now. Yeah. It's been long enough that I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, because it, it was nice that we had that working relationship first. Because yeah. we were, to, to be honest, it was like, both of us have a really strong kind of work ethic when it comes down to it and so that we were both excited like oh i found someone that we can you know we can we can, we can work, work together, together and and, yeah. and do all these mm -hmm. things and yeah at, at a, you know we were just laughing at other oh look at those silly people dating in the same field they're I crazy and then, you know, people kept referring to me as Craig's wife and stuff when we yeah. weren't even dating. And it was yeah, like, so, no. Yeah, so it, it, it worked out in a, the best way, you know, in yeah. that sense. And, um, you know, we're just very fortunate. And, and the thing is, as you know, too, it, it's hard. It's hard if you have a significant other that doesn't quite get the music thing. Or, or if, I mean, imagine if we did all the travel with only one of us, you know, it'd be so different. You know? So we were so fortunate that we could do it together. You yeah. Know? So many. And the thing is, I'm so grateful for like all of these amazing memories that we have together of being able to, you know, host workshops in Germany, do a retreat in the UK, oh. you know, it's like, and we did all that together and yeah. we built all this stuff together. And it's so awesome to be able, you know, to, mm. to get to experience that, uh, together because what a what a bummer i don't know i just think of, i loved being able to any moment turn around and be like do you see what's happening right now and like, it's like <laughs> you know, he's always right there and even the times when i'm just like oh my god do you see what's happening right now <laughs> right like we, you know all of those moments being yeah. able to share those together i feel like we are incredibly lucky Good, good. And and I think one of the awesome byproducts of uh of you guys, you know, like working so hard and going out in these places is that 
your, you know, the way that you guys have shared that. So we, we talked mm. about, uh, you know, like having all these people and all these talents, uh, talented people from in the world, but people never getting a chance to, you know, to hearing them or to seeing them or to learning from them. You guys have provided an avenue for, you know, for uh, people from Hawaii, people from all around the world and to get them, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to go to uh, to the mainland or be on stage or be in front of people to teach what they what they know. So I think that's like that's my favorite part about you guys' journey is is that you guys have shared that with you know with, with all these other amazing artists. So, so now like thanks to you guys, people know uh, guys like Andrew Molina, of course. Mm. You guys you know have uh, have have you know, helped them out to get started, but many 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 others, and it's been really 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 incredible. So I'll let um, let's talk about who you guys have have helped out along the way as far as getting started with touring and kind of teaching them like how to you know how to do stuff like that. Oh man, well Andrew for sure, yeah, like yeah. he he. Well, we ho we hosted his first ever workshop. Yes, that's like, right. The, yeah, that's right <laughs> at uh, Ukulele in San Diego. But, his first ever one well here, well, here this, this is some advice that Aldrin always says too is like this is not necessary how it's gonna work but this is what i did and it worked for me you know there's one of those things mm -hmm. where you can't anticipate how things are gonna go but you can share those experiences you can share yeah. uh mm -hmm. your knowledge and, and they can try to do their own version of that it, it can't just be copy paste you know what i mean like yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, and I, I took that to heart because everyone comes from different situations and mm -hmm. ha has different goals, you know, and priorities, mm -hmm. and it's never going to be the same. But mm -hmm. part yeah. of the, the challenge is finding what's important to you, finding like, do you want to be gigging four or five mm -hmm. days out of the week? Or do you want to be mainly teaching or is, is mm -hmm. performing your passion, but finding that and then just diving into it. I think there's a lot of people yeah. right now that are still unsure. Yeah. You know, they're like seeing this works for that person, this works for that person, and they're trying to do everything, right? They, they don't really yeah. have a goal of their own. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I mean, we, we try to help as many people as possible because we are the first ones to tell you that we well, couldn't have us. gotten here without any help. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look <laughs> at how what UU has done uh, for me and, uh, there's been so many people i mean people that took us into their homes while on tour to help offset costs mm -hmm. i mean yeah. things like that yeah. where like there's so many little <laughs> yeah. things that add up that give us those opportunities so mm -hmm. you know, that's why we've always had people like stay at our house take our car like taimani came borrowed our car clay you know it's car. just one of those things where like mm -hmm. helping nurture the ukulele community was so important to us and it still mm -hmm. is even yeah. though we're not on the mainland we still you know like we, there's uh several artists here actually on oahu that we've talked to that were like you know when things open up you tell us when you want to go to various places let us know we will help you uh do you need new headshots craig is always so great about you know mm. if folks need headshots or video if we have the free time yeah let's let's get together let's set up a shoot mm -hmm. you know mm. the for us it's about if if one of us does well, we all do well. And so we have yeah, that kind of yeah. mentality in it, with it where it's just like, yeah, I'll help you. Um, you know, I remember Neil Chen, this was, mm. I can't remember how many years ago, but he, he came down to visit us in San Diego. And we actually weren't super close at the time that he came down, but we were just said, you know, 
our house is always open. Come down. And he was debating on moving. Well, he, he was going through a, a heartache. That's why. He was. He was yeah. having a rough patch. And so we were like, well, come hang out with us. We're fun. And so he came down. And, we were like, <laughs> and you know, Craig, he's like, we got so what, candy. Right? <laughs> come hop in the we van. Got, we got lava lamps. Come check out our lava lamps. Yeah, yeah. Right? That sounds yes. like when we met Craig. He was, <laughs> yes. Craig was going through some some things in his life. Yeah. And I was like, hey, come hang, hang, out, come with hang out with us, Craig. <laughs> right? And, and then Craig's like, oh, come over to my house. We got to show you chicken. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's All right, so. history. But yeah, so uh, like with so, no. with Neil, like it was one of those things where, uh, you know, he's an amazing player, and mm-hmm. like he was like, "Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do," and like Craig's like, "Hold on, you're gonna record it. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna record an album, and I know who's producing it." He's like on the phone. He's like, "Okay, Tyler, all right, you're in Eugene. Tyler, here's Neil. You guys make an <laughs> nice. album." And that was it. He handed him the phone, and that album went up for a Nahoku Award, like nice. that year. Yeah. Like, I know. So like things like that, where I'm so, I'm so grateful that, you know, people like Neil and Andrew and others have like taken, taken us up on our word and said, (laughs) they said to come down and hang out. So, okay, I will, (laughs) because we love getting to do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. with folks. You Mm -hmm. know, we've had so many people help us and to be able to give some of that back is really important and so we're really really grateful for the opportunities to be able to help other artists nice yeah. nice you guys I, thank you <laughs> thanks for everything you guys do seriously thank uh-huh. you for everything you guys do it's like, amazing i like when we were filming uh what's that uh seasons of love right? yeah and oh, we yeah. had to film like oh. several people at at your house yeah yes. so we had Calais, we had you guys <laughs> and, and it was so funny because like we're setting up the camera and then yeah. it's like oh let's point it at the fireplace and then craig just goes and grabs more wood and he starts shoveling it in so he's like oh you gotta yeah. make it bigger <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the camera Who else is there? kyle was there too i think kyle. Yeah. 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 Kyle? yeah it was because he was living in san diego at the time Calais. Yeah. yes we were all i think on, on, on what, what were we there for do you guys remember Ma'am. It was January because oh, yeah, yeah. it was freezing oh, outside yeah. and Calais' mm-hmm. family came and that was the first time mm-hmm. his mother was ever warm. On that trip. On that fireplace. From that fireplace. Yeah, it was yeah. so hot. I remember being in like shorts and a tank top and Craig is like, let's put my wood on the fire. Yeah, you're like the, Craig, you're the first person I, I knew that had like a soda stream in their house and I was like, and I'm like, Man, can, can we have some of that, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, yeah. I'm like trying to give us soda to have this instead. I'm like, yeah, can I have some though? <laughs> it was great. It was my so thank you. That's you know, like forget everything else. That was the, the greatest thing that I've yeah. <laughs> from Craig. Yeah. Craig has helped me out with my soda stream yeah. needs. Yeah. <laughs> we saw we saw oh. the evolution of Craig G. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. From yeah. when we, we we first met him <clears throat> to after the the post Sarah yeah. era. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> 180. It's, that's why, like, one of my nicknames for Craig is, is Baby Bird. <laughs> baby Bird. <laughs> or Baby Bird is flying. Yeah, baby Bird is flying. Look at him. <laughs> we actually, we still have it, right? Like, one of our favorite props is, like, uh, is it Tylenol or Advil that Craig left the whole office? <laughs> well, yeah, we still use it. It's right yeah. back there. <laughs> it's it's the, cool. The pill bottle. <laughs> and it's it's infamous for like yeah. we actually used it to teach strumming too. Yeah. yeah so so it, we like hold the pill bottle like this, and we that's how you uh, that's how you strum your ukulele like yes, with, with, yes. with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Nice. 
souvenir from Craig's first night on Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> good times. I love it. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Good times, man. Well, I think we have a, a few questions. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. let's get let's get to the questions. So we 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 ran through the uh, ukulele on the ground and Craig and Sierra history. Now let's uh, oh. let's let's get to some ukulele. Let's uh, let's do some teaching. So here we go. Kahai, give us our first question. Yeah, we actually had this question for a while, and we kind of wanted to wait till we oh, got like some particular like a jazz master. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is from Brevview, and they asked, uh, "Could you please show us how to comp to jazz?" Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a very like it's loaded. That's why yes. I'm like, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> it kind of depends on what style of what style you're doing. Like if you're just doing general swing. Like mute, the easiest thing to do is like Freddie Green style, where you play four on the floor. It's like, is this in tune? <laughs> That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> so like Freddie Green style, which he was the um, guitar player for Count Basie, and it was just. Oh wait, am I speaking out turn or was it Duke Ellington? Oh no, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> but anyway, but look up Freddie Green nonetheless, even though I'm having trouble remembering which big band he played for. But the big thing for me is making sure that you just mute in between every single strum. And I would just, just a real quick, like instead of, I would play like this. Hopefully you can hear that. So I'm muting in between each one, only doing down strums. I'm using my thumb. You could use your index. It doesn't really matter. But making sure that those notes are cut off. And then you could add emphasis on the second and fourth beat. So that way you have more of a. Right? If you wanted to have a little bit more sort of swingy mm. feel, I guess. Um, but uh, and also making sure that you use uh i like using closed voicings for that kind of style because it's easier to mute in between every single uh strum uh but that's really sort of like a very generalized like quick and easy way of just mm -hmm. getting that jazz feeling and getting that swing feel rather yeah, my, so, my, my piece i hope of that advice. answers the question because i'm like jazz is very <laughs> broad yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Like, so Good the answer. Tiny, the tiny <laughs> bit I would add to that is just, you know, with the mentality that you're there just comping, keep it mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. I mean, really, mm -hmm. let, you know, that that's mm -hmm. what your job is. Yeah. Like, again, when Milo plays bass with us and he's teaching bass, he's like, mm -hmm. Craig and Sarah, you know, they don't pay me to do like runs through the song. They they pay yeah. me to play that the four yeah. on the floor and, and, yeah. and just like yeah. keeping that, that tempo. And, yeah. uh, so yeah. same kind of mentality. Keep it simple, and and, and the muting it, it helps give more space for the other people to do other cool things. Or, but yeah. it's important mm -hmm. to have. So like yes, like not everyone is the first violin in, in that sense, right? In the orchestra, sometimes mm -hmm. you're doing random doot 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 on a different instrument or, or whatever <laughs> it is. But it's but as a whole, it sounds incredible. So don't mm -hmm. ever feel like. You know well and that was my next kind of mm. thing is like it also depends on how i comp is going to be different if it's just craig and i versus mm -hmm. craig and i and a bass player versus yeah. mm -hmm. craig and i a bass player and a I'll sax dream. player or, yeah, or whatever yeah. right so or a guitar player so it kind of it it does kind of depend because sometimes you you know i might do something with that same progression just doing something like where i'm skipping the second chord and playing on the ands, 
or doing anticipatory stuff. So mm-hmm. that is going to be uh, another way of comping, but that's a little more complicated just because you really mm-hmm. need to keep track of where you are versus just playing four on the floor like Freddie Green. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah someone, someone's got to play tambourine, you know? Right? <laughs> so, <don't>, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be, don't be shaved. You're just playing the tambourine. It's very important in the big, Dude, grand spectrum of things, you know? Like, a like, good rhythm player is the best. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. Well, they also make the most money uh, over the year. Like, it's this. It, there's always there's always yeah. budget for a really good rhythm player in the mm-hmm. studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, you know, I always let people know that, like, hey, if it wasn't for like Aaron, like making sure that like there's a backup to what I'm doing and stuff, like I couldn't be yeah. doing what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. Aaron has to keep, you know, like keep time and he has to be kind of on it and make sure that like uh, that one I. If if I speed up, he has to kind of you know, bring, <laughs> yes. back. Yeah. bring you back. Yeah. Always, always every song, right? The dragon, baby. <laughs> you know, just take it up. Yeah, write, write it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's um very 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 important. Yeah. yeah. Kahai, yep. next question. Uh, okay, so this one is from Oscar, and he kind of asked he. I, he wants to ask uh, Sarah this question, but I think both of you guys can kind of give your yeah. thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I would like to ask uh, how to memorize lyrics. Ah, hmm. uh, that guy, that. Okay, so Craig, this is actually uh, what Craig and I tell our students uh, who are trying to learn to sing and play at the same time, which is record yourself playing just the... Um, just the chords on your ukulele don't sing along Mm -hmm. with it just play the chords make yourself a backing track then you know if you're running errands or going for a run or whatever listen to that and start practicing singing your lyrics over that um it's going to do a couple of things one it's going to make you work on the lyrics themselves and you might only you know practice singing the first verse for a while trying to get that kind of in your brain but when doing that and trying to sing it over and over again, you're also going to get used to hearing where the chord changes are going to happen so that when you go to actually practice with yourself, you'll have a much easier time hearing and knowing when the changes are going to happen. And then as far as like pure memorization, I do, I'm very visual and I find that if I write things down a million times, Um, that that's super, super helpful for me. So for example, uh, I was asked to sing a song in Japanese uh, (laughs) for a show we did in Tokyo. I don't speak Japanese, Um, but I said, sure, I'll do it. And I spent that nine hour flight from LA to to Tokyo uh, phonetically, while listening to the song, phonetically writing it out. uh, So that then, you know, a couple nights later, I could then sing uh sukiyaki to japanese Aww. audience but it was for me it was writing it out and saying it as i wrote it out and listening to the song like a million times uh that yeah. allowed me to be able to do that and that's a very condensed uh, way uh, that i memorize stuff usually i give myself mm-hmm. more time than like nine hours yeah. <laughs> so right aaron we know you. our next collaboration song with tara now <laughs> so yes. let's uh so let's get that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it wouldn't take me very long to get it back again because I, I spent so, I worked so hard on it and with the pronunciation. I, for the video, yeah. we need to get like Sarah and like a kimono and stuff. And she has to like be I, full on. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I kind of, I kind of. She's laughing like it's a joke, but it's, it's not. Let's do it. 
I kind of want to challenge Craig to to do sukiyaki. Oh, so we should get Craig a kimono. Yeah. And we should have him do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's originally yeah. the guy that sings it. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Craig? We'll have yep. we'll yeah, have Craig. Oh, Craig sing it in French. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Okay, Craig. Oh no. How do you remember? How do you memorize lyrics? <laughs> um, no, there's there's so many different ways, right? Because yeah. everyone learns differently. But for me, I saw a difference when I when I first was trying to memorize songs I would try to memorize it word by word and it's like strictly memorization of that pattern where now I I feel like memorizing more of the story right because when you internalize the story and internalize like what the song is about it's much easier to remember oh okay yeah this verse is about the bird and the tree and how it, you know gets stuck or whatever it is you know yeah. and that helps kind of guide me about what lines are coming up and, and what, what what's going on um, but at the same time, it's, it's, I used to circle, uh, uh, well, I mean, that, that goes into playing and singing at the same time, but yeah, memorization of the lyrics, it, the other, the biggest thing I think that also helped me was try to break things up in verses. So I would just spend time practicing the last verse or the chorus um yeah because typically we always start practicing from the top so my my, my first verse was amazing <laughs> and then after that it kind of got downhill because i would i would i wouldn't practice all the way through sometimes right mm -hmm. so being able to say okay today i'm just gonna spend 10 minutes on saying the third verse yeah that's mm. good yeah things like that mm. so uh what Aaron's advice is like kind of like how you guys were just kind of like think of a story and stuff and that's I've, I've been doing that and it's been working yeah. but I think the, for me what worked was having Aaron there <laughs> having Aaron, like, what's, the, what's, what's the first, the first line words? yeah what's the first word of this verse yeah. okay cool I got it from there you know like I yeah. think that that really worked I think everyone should get an Aaron off Aaron, more, yeah. Yeah. would really help out with memorization yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right guy uh, uh, next question but I like the trade-off between the two of you because you go Aaron what's the, what's the first verse and then yeah. Aaron goes what's what's the what's first, the first chord, chord? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah somehow yeah. Aldrin just like always knows what, what key and what chords yeah. Yeah. okay uh the next question is from Chris and Sue and they mm. asked uh do you guys have any favorite duet arrangements for tenor and baritone Ooh. oh yeah <laughs> Perfect that's question like, that's for like, them. That's like all of our... Uh, yeah, exactly. Our... <laughs> no, that totally. I'm just like, all the songs. Um... It's it's like it's like when you have kids. You can't you know you're not supposed to say one, but really you have one that you, <laughs> you like. One <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I, I like our our rendition of Guava Jam, for example, because oh, it yeah, highlights both really instruments fun. and it's different than you know yeah. what's been out there. I, I love like being able to integrate. And have that crisscross movement yeah, within yeah, the yeah, two yeah. tunings. I yeah, Guava Jam's a good one. Yeah. I was gonna also say I really like the nearness of you yeah. too, because that one you do some really pretty things throughout that on baritone. That's really that I I like. But we're also like, hopefully we'll have a little bit more time because I know we've got some really good ideas for this year with some new stuff. So. I'm actually kind of like already in that mindset of like, oh, we're gonna have some cool stuff coming up. But thinking back, yeah, Guava Jam and Nearness of You, for sure. What was that? Uh, what was that jazz song that we played at Hawaii Theater together? 
There was a was sunny, side oh, of the sunny side. Yeah, that was fun. Craig does some. Like, I was listening to Craig solo on that because I have the recording and stuff. Like it was a, <laughs> it was like the perfect blend of like like old school like Hawaiian like jam style with like like jazz style. I was huh. really impressed. Like honestly, Craig, I was impressed oh, by that solo because you did he did those like kind of pull offs and stuff in there, but then he did some yeah. like cool little jazz runs. Huh. I'm a fan, man. Thank you. No, that 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 actually that actually means a lot because that's kind of how I envisioned. Yeah. Once I started working with Sarah, uh, because again, I I didn't grow up listening Mm -hmm. to jazz and and all that kind of stuff. But but how can I take what I grew up with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and apply it in a way that matches, but expand like like that. And there was a lot of thought behind that one uh, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. That that really does. Yeah, dude. No. Because <clears throat> uh, in preparation for this podcast, I was just like kind of consuming as much Craig and Sarah stuff you know, as, <laughs> as I can. Yeah. And I was listening to that. Oh. And I'm like, man, that solo is amazing. <laughs> like, it's really good. Because like, you know, when when Sarah's like, oh, play play the song with us. I'm like, okay, here we go. Jazz. We got to put jazz mode on. And I don't I, yeah. I guess I'll play these notes, you know. But then Craig went in like a soldier, like, you know, or like a general even. Like, like just commanding his ukulele army or uh, fingers to just do what they supposed to do it i'm like that is it's amazing dude seriously I, i'm i'm a big fan big fan of, of that you. song and your solo and just you're playing in general man it's gotten i mean you were already good like back in eugene day one but like seriously you have like evolved into this huge ukulele monster it's, well i mean that that's that i want to hunt sarah to be honest because sarah pushed me way out of my comfort zone right she pushed me into like <clears throat> Like what? There's I can't play this triad instead of oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean four note voicings? What is that? No, I mean so <laughs> yeah. I'm all what are extensions? <laughs> <laughs> like a chord? I didn't bring one. So for me, there was a lot of catching up on that side yeah. of it to do, and I loved that challenge and being able to integrate what you know i did before i remember some of our early very Mm -hmm. early uh workings together where he was like what what, what chord are you playing what is that i'm like oh well i don't know depending on how you look at it it could be a (laughs) and i was like i I hate this i hate this (laughs) (laughs) just say guava jam again (laughs) (laughs) do you you know friend of the devil let's play that you don't write maybe (laughs) but I, i owe a lot of my musical growth to sarah I mean, yeah. It, it it really it really changed me, and you know. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it went the opposite way also, right? Because Sarah, oh, you didn't grow yes. up with like Kyle Creator Boys, right? Like, so yeah. So what are some stuff that you like integrated into your playing? Honestly, that, from Craig, some of the stuff that I've integrated into my playing is like things I don't I don't I don't want to say easy things. That's oh. not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Because there's so many, he's, Craig is really good at being tasteful and at Mm. kind of being a good accompanist, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, knowing when not to play, like I learned Mm. a lot of that kind of stuff from Craig. Right, because it was me and a bass player, so I it was like I had to play all the time, and then right because I had to. Whereas now I'm Mm -hmm. playing with somebody else who's playing my same instrument, especially when we were both playing uh, standard tuned instruments. Um, Even if I played low G, it's still like we're still playing chords, and so learning Mm -hmm. how to be tasteful, learning how to 
actually add like fills that don't sound like I'm stomping all over whatever it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, learning how to stay out of the way and to be able to, uh, make that other person lift that other person's playing up and just being a better mm -hmm. listener too. like mm -hmm. as a player, be listening and being more of, of more of a conversationalist with my playing. I owe a lot mm -hmm. of that to Craig and that stuff might seem it, it seems simple and easy, but unless you have someone to practice those things with, mm. you don't realize uh, how hard they are. So I owe him a lot uh, as far as that stuff goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, Craig, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the simplicity of things. It's like, you know, it's, that's, I think that's the no, word. It's it's like it's to true. simplify it's things. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah. We call it Brian Tolentino-ing it. Yeah, but Brian yes. Tolentino. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. does yeah. he call it? Like, uh, like, Fairy dust, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fairy <laughs> dust. Yep. Is this, you know? All right. Uh, do we have Do we have time, guy? Or should uh, we just? Do you guys have time for one more? Or yeah, still one sure. more. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so uh, Simon asked, well, or said, while working a song to mastery and muscle memory helps a lot. It feels like my performance is sixty five percent the quality of my best practice session because of nerves mm. and getting in my own head. <laughs> Uh, this mm -hmm. even happens when I turn on the camera to record myself. Mm -hmm. What do you yep. do to get into yeah. the relaxed flow state before oh. performances? And how do you stay in the zone while playing the piece? Yeah, by Aldrin Guerrero. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's my question. So, <laughs> my, first, my first answer to that is turn on the camera constantly and do it all the time because mm -hmm. The more the more you put yourself and make yourself in that uncomfortable situation, the more you're just going to kind of adapt and get used to it. I used to be. <laughs> it's so funny for artist works. We have to record video. So students students send us videos, and we have to record ourselves answering them. Right. And that first year, I oh, was sorry. terrified to actually answer my own students, which is so stupid. But like, I used to feel get like nervous. I'm like, okay, got to make sure I say the right thing and make sure this, that, and the other. And now it's just it's it's just a natural thing to do where it's like, all right, let's just answer the students, yeah. you know, and it's because mm -hmm. of doing it 8,000 times. Uh, my, you correct? Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how much time we, we spent in front of an audience to get yeah. comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. I used to do, before I started gigging a lot, I used to do every open mic I could, you know, sometimes that was mm -hmm. three or four days yeah. a, a week just to, practice just to be out in front of people and the hard part about you know this was in eugene you know it wasn't in front of ukulele people this was in front of like regular yeah. music lover loving people yeah. that like if i bombed i would bomb twice as hard because they already <laughs> look at me and hear about ukulele, it. <laughs> you know like yeah. you know so that to me built that armor of like you know i'm actually i have i have, I have better advice my my best my best advice I can give <laughs> is that no matter what you do, not everyone is going to like your music. Yes, and that was a hard lesson for me to really take in because you want to impress everyone. You want to have every single person in the room like you or like your music because you know we want to make sure they had a good time. They're entertained there's always going to be someone that doesn't and yeah. that is okay and when you accept that <laughs> oh my gosh the weight off my shoulders when i really came to grasp with that was like 
all you can do is do what you love. And if people like what you do, that's fantastic. And there's going to be some people that that don't, and that's okay. You know, that mm -hmm. you do it for yourself. That I, I can't stress that <clears throat> more, you know, just mm -hmm. things will yeah. come from there. People will gravitate you toward you more because of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're so focused on other people in the audience that we lose track of what is really important and yeah. just do what you do, do it the best way that you can. And, you know, you'll be okay. And, and that starting from that growth there is going to be important. I, I think that's the, the yeah. best thing I can say about that. And doing your, the other thing too, is I think you're going to accept the fact that you're going to make a mistake. Mm. Don't, mm -hmm. Don't fret about your mistake. Yeah. Just well, know that they're going to happen and accept yeah. it. And the great thing, too, is sometimes your mistakes might actually sound better than what you were supposed to Jazz. do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, Aldrin and I, the first thing when we saw Jake and Eugene performing, his first thing out of his mouth was, oh, my gosh, did you hear all the mistakes? And we're like, yeah. Yeah, that's Metro 37. Are you kidding me, Jake? Why would you play that? Right. <laughs> you know, but right. you know, mistakes will happen. That's the beauty of live music, and that's just yeah. part of it. Mm -hmm. No one plays mm -hmm. a perfect show, and no one really wants to play a perfect show. We're not mm -hmm. you're, we're mm -hmm. not putting on a CD for you to listen to. We're we're doing something mm -hmm. that is probably yeah. gonna be different the next time we play it. Yeah. You know, it's just mm -hmm. that's that's the beauty of it. And I yes, still am except... working on getting over like messing up. Like I'm not saying it's easy to just. Be like, I don't care about messing up because I. Just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, definitely. True. I, you know, I okay. still you know spend I wanna... a lot of time going err, but <laughs> gotta accept. It. I want to get. I want to get a question in there before because I'm. I'm... I have to ask this because <laughs> uh, so we talked earlier about you know like you guys helping out a bunch of you know like new artists and stuff so my you know the, the last question for today is going to be what's you know what's your biggest advice for the people who want to be heard who want to be out there who want to be doing things that you guys are doing who want to you know play the festivals and, and do all these things so what's your best advice for like you know for, for up and coming musicians get really good at Street Fighter <laughs> <laughs> and try Text Aldrin and challenge you Saturday, 3 p.m. <laughs> so, you want to start? No, or? go ahead and start. Okay, so, biggest piece of advice. Go to these events. Not as mm. an artist, not yeah. as thinking that you're going to be there as a performer. Be a part of these events. Get to know the community. Yeah. Things will happen because of that. And you might not even, you might go and you might, oh, actually, this is not what I really want to do. You know, get, get to know the mm -hmm. people that are, are putting these things on. Get to know the audience. Get to just get to know the community. Don't think you can just jump in and, 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 and all of a sudden you're on stage and doing everything. That's not how it works. And that's not how it should work. You know, you, uh, when people say put in time, it's not necessary putting in the time on being on stage, but it's putting the work into helping build the community and mm -hmm. things will happen from that. But that that's, yeah. yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice. Just yeah. go as an attendee to all these events that you want to do or we'll be a part of it. Yeah. As a volunteer. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm -hmm. if you go and volunteer, yeah. like it shows that you are investing in the community. And I mean, we actually had, I was so excited. Honoka actually came and volunteered. She was yeah. there at 6 a.m. Yeah. with us, loading in gear for yeah. Ukulele Festival Hawaii. Wow. And mm -hmm. she didn't have to be. Yeah. She said, I want to mm -hmm. be a part. I want to yeah. help. 
and she she brought it you yeah. know and that you know that is always going to leave a lasting impression mm-hmm. on us and on Roy and Kathy like so volunteering your time if you can do it you know doing mm-hmm. that is another great way um, of being able to you know kind of get in the scene and see what it's about you know besides mm-hmm. you know the obvious like practice a whole lot <laughs> Yeah. And it's not like Honoka like is uh, <clears throat> is like a a new person. She's traveled no. like everywhere. She's <laughs> yeah, she's right. like, like, had like multiple yeah. viral videos and stuff. And yeah. right yeah, there she is doing. And she still wants to help. Like, and she's uh, still, yeah, yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So that's that's amazing advice. I was like, I can't let this show end without asking that because you know <laughs> that was what I was leading to it. I completely oh. forgot. So all right, well you know what well, we got to get going. Thank you guys so 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 much. We got to do this again. We got to do. Yes. This. There's so much stuff that we need to talk about. Craig Craig brought up the uh, the the seeing Jake in concert thing, and uh, we remember we went to his uh, to his tour bus and we checked that out. That was his mansion cool. of a bus. <laughs> his <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> remember all the personal trainers that were in there remember we took a dip in the pool in yeah, the uh, yeah, in the yeah. tour yeah. bus the second it was with amazing the, with the, remember that with the live lobster that you could just pick yeah. out and, and yeah you know. you, and with the chefs and stuff it was it was amazing and then I, Craig, I couldn't believe it Craig remember when uh, we went to Nam together and there was like five of us sharing <laughs> yeah and then Jake has this like palatial like all like <laughs> Taj Mahal and wheels you know like uh, yeah my, my neck still doesn't go quite straight after that night like it's just <laughs> that's, that's one too many shore yukins man <laughs> all right thank you so much to craig and sarah for being our awesome guests uh thank you everyone for uh for watching is there anything you guys want to you know you guys want to tell the audience talk about artist works and all that stuff and promotes promote. yeah i mean like the, what i love about right now in this point in time is that never before has the ukulele community been so lucky of having so much choices, choices yes. from instruments, mm-hmm. right? Before yeah. you had like mm-hmm. two, three brands that, that would <laughs> work. Yeah. And, Prelude and, or Kamaka. And, <laughs> and now we have so many amazing options for, for instructional stuff. And we always tell mm-hmm. people, go and learn from everyone you can because yeah. everyone has mm-hmm. different takes on music mm-hmm. and different things that yep. Will will expand your vocabulary and make uh, musically, for you. and I, I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that we're seeing so much crossover from like from Yu Yu, from Cynthia Lin, from like they, it all goes hand in hand. There's never, mm-hmm. oh, from 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 us, there's never like, oh, you can't do that, or 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 right. you know, mm-hmm. like oh, we teach better than that. No, that's not how teaching <laughs> works at <laughs> all. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I love that we just have so much choices. We have so many amazing opportunities to feature people mm-hmm. online and spotlight them yeah um and to me music the ukulele in particular is always going to be as easy or as hard as you want it to be so never get down if you don't think you're at a certain level it, it's again part part of the journey is realizing what you want to end up doing so instead of focusing so much on other things kind of keep that that in the back of your head so that everything you do moves you toward that Um, because Mm -hmm. it's easy to get lost a little bit with with so much out there too so Mm -hmm. you know prioritize um and i can't thank ukulele underground enough for for really paving the way on this this whole online instructional thing because Mm -hmm. 
again, you guys are probably a huge reason why I got to meet Sarah and why we have a beautiful little baby boy. And, and ah, Karen, um, so cute, so cute. <laughs> It, it really is amazing. We claim we, we claim to be the third parent. That means I feel like it's easy to see the 50-year legacy of like Roy and Kathy, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I still feel like 20 years down the road, they're going to do like documentaries on you guys on how much you've touched and inspired. Like there's so I, I'm excited because now it's becoming clear that our generation of doing what we're doing is like the next big kind of yeah. wave and, and being able mm -hmm. to reach people that, you know, all around the world, it's just, it's bridging the ukulele community together has been just amazing to see uh, yeah. throughout the years. And I think it's only going to get stronger and stronger. And I, I, you know, I know you guys are, are doing some like retreats and events too. I think all of these things, yeah, are so incredibly good for the instrument because yes the online thing is great but like like you like you said giving the chance for people to mm -hmm. meet and actually connect mm -hmm. uh on that personal level and and, and in person oh my gosh it, it really is the best yeah feeling in the world so mm -hmm. um keep doing what you guys are doing yeah and, and thank you guys so much and thank you for being an inspiration oh yes. Thank you guys. I mean, like that documentary can't be can't be made can, without mentioning Craig and Sarah. You guys, <laughs> every bit part of this journey, count, you yeah. know, that <laughs> of Ukulele on the ground as as anybody else. Seriously, like there's a community. Really, is what it is, and yeah. you know, we all stand together in solidarity for this yeah. instrument. So that that's how that's the only the only way that this is gonna work is for you know for everyone to 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 be a community. In, in yeah. ten or twenty years, can we call you up and be like, "Hey, hey, Craig, about that that documentary?" Yes. Uh, yes. You, uh, so, is your fireplace yes. still available? Yeah. <laughs> you, you got you got some logs, buddy. You got some hey, logs. As, as long yeah. as I can borrow Kahai's lens, you know, I'm I'm good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank, thank you, you for all everything that you do for the ukulele, uh, ukulele community. Thanks for bringing the ukulele festival back. It's been it's been really 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 cool just being friends with you guys seriously i i i treasure our friendship more than anything else thank you so much okay uh, all right thank you guys you. so much for tuning in uh we'll see you folks tomorrow for a little friday live jam all that good stuff Woo. and aloha enjoy aloha.